And we are back. This is an exciting one. Um, if you haven't checked out last week, uh, we were, Maddie and I were uh, blessed, pleasured to uh, be joined by Joe Riccio, wow. foodcomamain.com. Um, fantastic episode. Check it out. But we are equally as excited um, to run this back tonight with Chris Hoover and John Muldoon. We're going to talk a little bit about real estate. Um, it might go anywhere. We don't know yet. It will. Uh, Maddie. It will, certainly. It, <laughs> are you certain? Yeah, I feel good about it. Got a pretty good read on the energy. It'll be tough to match Joe. Joe was, I still remember we were an hour and a five into that thing. And he goes, what? He's like, we're stopping. Why are we stopping? Let's do another hour. And that to me was like, we've done something right here. But I feel like we can get close with this this crew. These two guys. There's a lot of dynamics at play here, and there's a lot of information to be shared, and there's a lot of things to forget you heard, and so we're going to cover a lot of ground. <laughs> so, so we're diving into the the real estate market a little bit more. Um, we're talking about commercial real estate. We're talking about uh, you know just in general what it means to be an agent to to you know build your career in in that space. Um, John, Chris, welcome, welcome back, Chris. Mm -hmm. And yeah. John, welcome, first timer. Uh, Who has been on twice? Oh uh, yeah, mm -hmm. actually, uh, twice or twice or thrice. Who is this? Two or three for you? Uh, this is this is twice, but I have a hard stop here in ten minutes. Yeah, I bet you do. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna get. Uh, we'll probably have to get you back on at some point for some draft yeah. stuff, but sure. we'll uh, we'll get there. We'll sort it out. Yeah, this will be fun. We, there's a lot of places we can go with this conversation. Gibby, do you have a place you'd like to start? Um, I'd like to start a little bit around, I, I have known Muldoon for all of three and a half minutes. Confirmed. Um, so I, I'd Too love long. to, you know, mm -hmm. not, not hear about like, how did you get into the industry, but really, you know, what, what you're doing in the real estate space. Um, I, I know from Maddie, you've been flipping houses uh how has that changed in the last few years what are um what are some of the things that you're seeing in the market right now um so which you threw i think three questions I, I, yeah second i love seven. that pick pick whatever one you want it's a grab bag <laughs> yeah no i like that uh so i'll start with i primarily when i started out i was what's referred to as a burr investor so that basically means that I would buy a property um, for cash and renovate it and then refinance out of it and pull as much of my money as I could out of it. And that's how I got started building my portfolio, uh, which is, a I feel like a douche when I say portfolio. I love it. <laughs> so good. Uh, that's how I got started in real estate. And it was very um, hands-on. I did my first one by myself so I could learn all the process. It took me forever to do it because I didn't know anything. You're a self-made um, man. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then here we are. So I've been I'm five years in now. Uh, I got lucky, caught a lot of tailwind, as they say, in the last couple of years. Um, so some of the stuff that I started out with, I, I sold last year in, in May and I still am flipping and I'm still buying and um, just not as vigorously. Muldoon knows where Biden's money machine spigot comes out. And so he generally finds, he, he just finds his way. He'll find his way to what he needs because he's a grinder. 
in a lot of different ways, but he, uh, yeah, he's, that's the story that I recall. Plus you're doing a lot of stuff too. You've dipped into commercial, right? Like you did a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, but well, small, um, uh, I stay away from, so it's like most people and you level up to commercial. You, most people, you start out kind of like I did actually, I bought a two family, I renovated it. Um, and then I kind of got the bug, I put tenants in it and then went on to the next one. And then at some point you start transitioning into bigger and bigger deals. Um, or you don't. And I'm sort of at that precipice of, okay, what do I do next? I started getting private money. Um, you know, people who loan me their money to invest it in a deal uh, or in a property. And then once that starts happening, it's like, okay, how far do I want to take this? Um, and I haven't made that full leap. Like those guys that are like, oh, I have a thousand units, um, 5,000 units. Like those guys never have 5,000 units. They manage money for people yeah, and have more fluid. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're basically like property managers and that's not to dispar- like disparage it. It's just, um, yeah. Kind of the way that, that I see it. And I didn't, I'm not, I'm reluctant to manage other people's money at scale. Fair. Yeah. Of what I know about you, that seems like a really honest assessment of your ability. Yeah. hundred percent. Gibby, could we sublease one of Mace's Tesla's? to Muldoon, I, I, stamp, slap something on the side of it and everybody wins. What do you think about I, that? I think it's I think it's a done deal. Okay. Um, yeah. I nice. do have a question for Hoove too. Um Uh-oh. so no 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 it's fair. Yep. Um like I I followed you recently as you became part of the one night in Pinehurst family um after mm. your first appearance. Um, My first one night you you are thank you like electric on social media um yeah. you're also involving like there's a personal element um i'd love to hear a little bit about your strategy too with pers- with social media and like if you've done any research on it like how how you're um creating your brand oh wow what a great question um social media is going very well for me uh here's how well it's going in fact i had a listing appointment today of somebody who i met on facebook Uh, she saw my content was interested in connecting with me we had a quick conversation we met for coffee today for the listing appointment at her house and she was pitching me on a ponzi scheme she was (laughs) not interested at all in selling her place she goes okay while i have you here i'm like wait a second what uh, like, I yeah, God, I thought you were just describing Mike's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here I am thinking I got a sick listing appointment. She has a realtor and is trying to pitch me on you know what, though? some Ponzi scheme. So to, your credit, going well. to your credit, Hoove, it won't deter yeah. you. You're going to get right back oh, out no. there. You're going to be on the in on the field tomorrow looking to see if you can make a play. I, I spun move her and I uh, wrapped up a deal later on. To, did you? Did you? Day, so uh, it worked did, out. Did you invoice her later for the coffee or did you eat that? The most awkward <laughs> part is I knew where this was going. She was like, she's like pitching me and I'm like, oh, this is, this is happening. And then the the lady who was at the restaurant gave me my sandwich and she's like, here you go, sir. So I knew I was locked in for another 20 minutes because I had to finish the sandwich. Uh, so I did not invoice her. I should have. Uh, she ordered water. So I, that should have been a sign. Just a complete mess. <laughs> did you tell Bobby about any of this or are you going to sweep it out of the rug? 
Yeah, he wasn't happy. He's yeah, like, that's not, you're not valuing your own time. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Leave? I'm going to debrief with him on that. That sounds like yeah. fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it, in seriousness, it's actually going really well. Uh, the social media part is something that I don't really enjoy doing or, or think is super valuable. However, yeah. I know there's people who do. Uh, resonate with so i just try to focus on those people and make you it don't think it's you don't think it's super valuable that's well, different if you don't like doing it because i get that part it's painful yeah i get that part too. It's a, it depends uh you had somebody on earlier who was talking about real estate all of our business came from social media yeah I, I i i am not that type of person uh people don't work with me for that reason it seems so i try to find buyers and sellers elsewhere okay Mm-hmm. That's a, so uh how do you find buyers and sellers the old-fashioned way my friend door knocking and calling yep. are you doing that oh, the old knock and frisk oh, yeah. the old knock and frisk from hove what, what do you, to what do you think the success rate is there it's how i've gotten all my all my deals yeah so 100 i i close up right now about two deals a month um, which is i've been doing it for 17 months that's a little bit above average um and I'd say 90% of them have come from door knocking or from cold calling. The the only two deals I've gotten from social media have been because they've already known me, which is the point when you're working your social media, you're working with people who already know you. It's your sphere of influence, they call it. So my my objective with those folks is to just remind them that I'm real estating. So I have a catchphrase, which is really stupid. It's today I'm real estating. Uh, just to remind I love those it. people. It's great. I've never me. seen anybody else. I'm real estating. You're the first person yeah. I've ever heard. Now you've spun off. I saw today. You can change the today I'm comma mm-hmm. whatever. And now that's kind of today like I'm little, closing. Little today I'm a proud brand. brother. Today that's I'm... just smart. You're leading, you're doing a lot more in the social media world than you're giving yourself credit for. It's a hard game out there. Muldoon it's can't even good. log in. He doesn't even know how to log into any of these places. So think about yeah, that. That is 100% I've seen that. true. I'm so far behind on all technology now. That's what happens when you're five years out of the corporate world. Just, What's your thoughts on TikTok, Muldoon? Yeah. Uh, it should be banned in the U.S. <laughs> Terrorist. Yeah. Oh, geez. What yeah, are the kids going to do? Where, where are the kids going to learn? Are you familiar with wholesaling? Uh, not quite. Okay. Tell me That's more. Something that you let's get familiar. Into. Yeah, let's talk about that. What is that? How can well, you help they're, me? They're the, they're the folks that will buy your house for cash. Mm. Um, oh. it, you know, it, there's a million, well, not a million. Weburyuglyhouses.com. Yeah, exactly. We buy ugly houses as a wholesaler. Not a sponsor. Think, not a sponsor. <laughs> and most of those guys don't actually buy the house. Um, they then, they get it under contract and they take the contract and they flip mm. it to somebody like me and they make a spread. And that spread, oh. I think the national average of that spread is like 18,000. But the, um, you know, I paid a I paid a wholesaling fee of fifty thousand. Um, you know, you, me as the buyer, I don't know what that fee is until the day the contract is signed with the seller. Why? Because so, if I find out what that contract is, so let's say I buy a house for, we'll keep it simple. Like somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I have this single family house. I'll sell it to you for a hundred thousand dollars." Yeah, and South I say, Carolina. Sure, that sounds great. Yep. But then I find out that this guy actually has another contract for a dollar and he's going to make a hundred thousand dollars. I can just go directly to the seller and say, Hey, um, you know, I'll give you 50 and then you're cutting out that guy. 
but the reason that I bring those guys up is they are experts at um, finding deals because your your market is anybody is ten times larger. It's a hundred times larger. It's anybody who wants to sell a house or has a house or anywhere. secondary house anywhere. Somebody who's going to sell their house in distress, like that's a niche thing. But mm. the, what they do in terms of reaching out to people, they do it at such dramatic scale. Yeah. It, it, as an agent, it probably would be worth looking into. If I was to dip my toe in there, I'd take some of the stuff that those guys do and I'd apply it to my agent again. Ooh, let's they do text messaging. They sell, uh, they do mailers, they do text messaging, they do unique letters. It's not like rocket science. It's just the consistency at which they do it is different than most realtors. And That's literally what I do all the time. I text people, yeah. I knock on their doors. That's, with, with, I should just uh, send you my we'll list. Oh, not, I like this. We're finally going to get you guys together and we'll see if we can form a partner. How much do you want to spend on a house? What's your max budget? Take it out of the uh, <laughs> dynasty team fund that you guys yes. probably aren't even looking <laughs> yeah. at. Pop it out of there. That yeah, thing is doing year, very well. One yeah, year, two, Hover's paid at zero. Yeah, you guys got Pitts. At, <laughs> Pitt, Pitts is that quarterback. You guys should be all set. Listen, here's the thing. Uh-oh. On that note, right, 1987, literary work of art came out into the world, trumps the art of the deal. So talk to me a little bit. I know we were having a conversation the other day about negotiation. And it was in the frame, inside the frame of, of Dynasty because we're degenerates. But how different is negotiation for like your day-to-day Muldoon plus what you just talked about compared to Hoover's and like Hoover? I know you've told me before too, there are like different types of deals that you'll structure. So what are like the core principles that you guys go with when you're negotiating, depending on who you're talking to? Like what's the go-to there? Uh, that'll probably be easier for, for Hoover to answer. Might be for Hoover. Uh, the core of negotiating for me is is understanding uh, needs and wants. Mm-hmm. Something that my broker Rob says all the time, yeah. to the point where I roll my eyes. It's true. Like a little kid, I'm sick yeah. of it. But yeah. it's true. Needs and wants. Uh, listen to what your sellers are wanting to do and adjust to what they're telling you. So there's two instances. Quick examples, uh, sellers who have no urgency to sell, they want top dollar. So you have to understand that going in and you can be more patient with negotiating with them with the understanding that uh, they have less risk than sellers who are urgent to sell and move a house quickly because of a new job or circumstances that would hinge them on moving fast. Mm -hmm. You you have to bring the, the cost down to work with buyers at that level. So it goes back to what's your seller trying to accomplish and then getting them the best, highest possible number for that. And that equation, when you're doing that equation along the way, it's almost probably you're like one step, I would imagine, removed from whatever your cut will be because you have to get the first part of that process sorted out, which is the buying and the selling of the home. Like don't even get to the second part unless you got that part sorted out. So you're right. Like I get that because you need to make sure you have both sides needs in place so you can get a deal done. Yeah, I think the one aspect of this I'm I'm actually really good at is taking myself out of a situation and putting myself into someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. So the sellers I'm working with, I I completely relate with what they're telling me and I execute on what's best for them authentically. Uh, when when they tell me what my commission split is, uh, I don't give them an answer. I say I work within your budget. So depending on how mm-hmm. this process goes. That will determine how much money I end up making 
from this. Uh, my objective is to get you the best possible number, and then we can worry about that later. Well, then you both, uh, so I get you both win. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. You turn the poster into a T-shirt. Can we, can we touch on that? Can we go back to the commission thing for a second? I'd love to. I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Muldoon's the interviewer now. It's his podcast. He just I know. Oh, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I said the rug right out. Yeah, really right out. I knew I shouldn't have uh, brought him in here. What was I going to say? You got Muldoon. I love it. So what, on the commission, what's your ideal? What's like the baseline? Uh, I start at five and a half. And that gets split between the buyer and myself, yeah. which is what, 2.75 or something. So yeah, five and a half is where I start. And then depending on if I over exceed what our expectations are, I'll bump it to six, three, three split. And if we're below where we are, then I'll drop it to 5%, which is 2.5, 2.5. But isn't that declared at the beginning? So like if, if I don't know how it works in Florida, do you sign a contract? That uh, hey, I'm your agent. Single, like, I have the right to list this house. Blah blah blah. So you have to declare that up front. So do you have the sliding scale declared in the contract? Uh, I don't know. There's a there's a level of trust that will work something out in an addendum, which I just do. Yeah. The other you could do additional honorable. terms, but I don't do it. It's very honorable. Are you thinking is the long, is it a long term play? I'll sell them or buy another. They'll re- they'll recommend me to somebody. Word of mouth voice a customer type feedback or maybe they'll need to buy or sell again you're trying to save a little I bit guess. on that end i just no. try to be honest with people and and trustworthy so i i i've done that and i will continue doing it, it, it if it means that i make money and they make money then that's great w- one thing that i i'll mention is most of the people i work with I, i've never met before so because yeah. i'm going door to door because i'm making cold calls these are individuals i've who don't know me, so level of trust is very that's, important. That's beneficial for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more that's yeah. why my friends and family are working with me. Yeah, benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Sound like a guy who may or may not have just missed out on some premium 2024 first round draft picks, and you're smarting from it. You're just trying to make <laughs> I'll, I'll just say um, I this is the second time I've ever met who. Um, I trusted him inherently uh after so the dangerous. first podcast. And um it, you know, I, I don't know that I'd let you list my house yet, but oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. because it's I'm not kidding. for sale. I, I absolutely would. would. Um, yeah, uh, there, like, there's you can tell on these shows that we've been doing um, who you can trust, who you like, who you connect with inherently, and uh, and who is absolutely one of those people. So, um, thank you. As I joke around, but what uh, kind of vibe are you getting from Aldoon? Uh, the exact opposite, but uh-huh. but you still you're, but you're like maybe I still want to invest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to let it loose. He knows something. I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> it has at one point. At some point, Ooh, time, I we're gonna have to do I'm this. Kidding, and we're gonna God. have to get Tarbell and Rick on too, and just see where it goes. It could go it's, anywhere. Um, Hoove, I got a follow-up question on the commission. Sorry, it's the last one. I, what percentage do you end right. up with by the time that the transaction's done and you're paid everything? Uh, so it starts never, never, lower, never lower than two and a half. Cool, no, the total no, sale. no, no. And so then I'm I get 80-20. Like, oh, okay, got it. And so 20 goes to the broker and 80 goes to you? Yep. And do you pay like a desk fee? 
Are you trying to calculate how much money I, think, I make? No, I think yeah, what we're is. getting, I think what's <laughs> yeah. happening yeah, here I have, is... I have 37 houses. In, uh, he, in... he wants to broker some sort of an agreement and he's doing it live so we can hold you to it. And I'm going to no, take I've a always, cut too. I've always so, been, you know, I don't I'm have a lot of agents. No I'm shaving fees, 2% no off the top of this, whatever happens here. Just My role in the brokerage is is different than most. I'm, I, I manage recruitment and training and assisting new agents. So... It's it's part of responsibility I have because I know the broker very well, and um, things are a little bit different. But eighty twenty is is my split. Is that, no, is that normal? Yeah, that's normal. There's some companies who will give you like a ninety ten, but they don't do anything. Why do I feel like I'm going to wake up in a week or two and Muldoon's just going to tell us that he's like temporarily staying with you in in Florida? Yeah, I go straight to, straight, straight to being a broker. If that's possible. <laughs> I don't know the rules there. It's like, oh, somebody else will do the work and I'll get 20%. <laughs> I can Good luck. Hey, get the uh, <laughs> get the guest room set up, Hoove, because he's coming down. He's yours now. You I would that. love that. I'm looking for an expansion. So Muldoon, you're hired. Boom, 2% yeah. for ONP right off the top, Gibby. Mace is going to have to give us more Teslas, more MacBooks. <laughs> Unlimited. Who's giving Teslas? I want a Tesla. I mean, uh, we have a silent partner, and he's been giving us MacBooks and Teslas. In theory, in principle, he's giving them to us. Um, it hasn't actually come to fruition. It's an IOU. It's like Dumb and Dumber, but the reverse. They've got the no. suitcase with all the dollars in it, but they're not real. It's kind of like that. We'll get to it. <laughs> Gibby, so, you have something. I know you have a good one. Yeah, no, I was I was wondering with who, um, in terms of, actually like so you're you're putting yourself out there and you mentioned everyone is like brand new right and and you're building trust like how often are you one of the things that i heard recently i was listening to a podcast about working backwards right like what's your timeline what's your like what are some of the principles that you're using in your whole prospecting and your sales uh you know the way you're organized Organ, organizing your organs. Your, gosh, um, how are your your, organs? your entire process? My organs are a mess. Uh, my process <laughs> goes it goes back to the thing the the simple sales processes I learned working with TripAdvisor, where I met Matt, as well okay. as uh, at LinkedIn. It's Bant Budget Authority Need Timeline. So that's kind of yep. the, the essence of yep. how I structure even conversations today. Not so. Not to a point where it's completely formal, but I just want to understand, um, like their t- timeline dictates the yep. budget as everything dictates one or another. So the more I understand of all those four aspects, the better I'm able to reverse engineer the frequency of when I should be reaching out to people. So because I'm speaking with people who are new, if they want to move in six months, I'm usually touching base with them every three weeks at most, um, two weeks, depending on the situation. People who are a couple of years out, once a quarter. So it's very dependent on just reverse engineering when when ideally they need to move. That's are you? That's, are you? Go ahead, Gibby. Oh, sorry. Are you planning on like, you know, the people that you're moving into homes also being the ones that you're going to list their home if they make an next move? Is that like is that kind of the end game? Because like my understanding is, once you have someone, you're listing the home, you're going to make more. Probably in a way, because you're hopefully finding a that that seller, another home to buy. Yep. Um, 
I I usually don't because they're moving out of state. So it's just okay. like I just the one Everyone's I have under contract to today. Everyone's moving to Florida, except they're not. Uh, Florida did have the highest uh, migration over the last two years, so Damn. it was hard for me to find buyers. It was really easy for me to find sellers. Um, I I usually am never working on the buy side of deals. Okay. Is that because people who are moving to Florida are coming from out of state, so they're more likely to work yep. with? Yeah. Or Whoever or they'll they go to Realtor.com or Zillow and find a random agent through that process. Right. And that's really that, difficult to do. Is that frustrating for you when they go like, I remember when I started out, I just, I was like, oh, I'm going to call this. I went to Zillow and I said, I'm going to call this agent who's listing this house and I'm going to get a better deal because they're going to get double commission. Mm-hmm. And I just called the random Zillow number in about mm-hmm. like three weeks into the deal. I was like, wait a second, this guy isn't the agent on, on the sell side. Like yeah. He just is a random guy that I got connected with through Zillow. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you needed the, the process. When you, when you go to realtor.com or Zillow, you find a house, you like it, you submit a form to tour the house. You're getting in touch with a, an agent who's paying that service, not, yeah. not the listing agent to amplify. So brand. to what you're, what you're saying, Muldoon, um, I don't work with many buyers probably for that reason, just because I don't pay for those services until last week. Um, and it's just, it's not something that I can afford to do. So I'm, I'm going on the ground finding sellers. That and the, uh, that feels like a disruptable industry because that's not a good process. That's not seamless. That doesn't really scale. Uh, that feels like there's something that could be done there to improve that. Cause that's not a great experience. Uh, I don't the, know. Go. I don't think it's that disruptable. Those no? agents make a killing. Taking a percentage, they're the ones who are well because they're being fed leads. Those are like those are MQLs essentially because they came through. They they expressed an interest already. Half the work is done. You just got to connect yeah. the dots and make sure you do the rest. Okay. Right. Yeah, those Which, websites are basically like a, a sales development team to, yeah. to a very yes. high degree. They qualify every single buyer that comes through. Make sure they can already afford to purchase a house. Hook them up with oh, the lender they if they need that it. Shit. That's a business listing, Hoof. That's a business yes, they listing. do. They definitely do not do that. I bought a house. Nobody asked me that. Those questions. They're just oh, like, oh, what do you want? And so now it is disruptable. We've come full circle. And <laughs> no. I have a million they're not dollar providing idea. This service, they're, they're, they're providing a clean version of the MLS uh, sure. that's easily consumable. I don't know why With the MLS nice doesn't UI just do that. that. Yeah, MLS could just do it. And MLS that's a was created by dinosaurs, and it's probably on a server somewhere in the middle of like Nevada, and nobody's touched it, and nobody knows how to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's made by dinosaurs. The MLS is really interesting. When, when I think of like where real estate was 20 years ago before computers, the MLS was necessary for you to go to a local agent to see the local properties because, because Zillow and Realtor.com. It's still, necess- still necessary now because the MLS is just the feed for those websites. Who's winning that battle right now? Who's winning that battle? Zillow, Redfin, who? Zillow. Yeah. They're different businesses. Interesting. So Go Red, on. Red, Redfin is trying to disrupt agents and mm-hmm. Zillow is not. So Zillow is content to their business model is more Hold on. Um, yeah. They're the just company. trying to feed, feed agents and work with them. And there was always a fear from agents that Zillow would then pivot and like take their market share. 
but it never happened. Redfin is offering a brokerage now, which they charge. I saw that. What is, it, is it 1%? It's 1%. In certain demographics. So it's, it's different. It's different business. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is like that part I think is disruptable. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd be interested in Hooves take where I'll cook something up. I'll push it across the desk for you. You give it a look. Hooves in to invest, and Mace is definitely going to invest. So we're already on the way. Don't worry about I'll it. I'll invest. Yeah, he's in. It's like Jan's candles. You're not going to say no. Ultimately, I'll get you in the garage. <laughs> Your zero dollar salary. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I will say. Speaking of candles, candles is probably the thing I buy most for sellers, just because they're nose blind to how poorly their house smells. Whoa! So I'm buying candles all the time. Pre-sale or them- post-sale? Free. I need to make that place smell good. What, 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 what's the scent? Yeah, you got a go-to scent? Lavender? I like lavender, yeah. Something mm-hmm. subtle. If it's too fruity, it, it, it's, it smells too fake. You can't take can't people it. to a beach. It, it's too much. Nobody needs all that. You're inside. Coconut and we tropical get fruits. We, we don't need to be not, slapped in the face by yeah, it. Yeah, give me cotton and lavender <laughs> and some of the hits. Muldoon, you got a favorite scent? <laughs> uh no no i'm sent terrible free. i go with terrible. whatever works i go neighborhood no. by neighborhood i just told you not idea. whatever works what if it's tropical and you bring it in somewhere and those people hate I'm the playing, beach i'm playing the demographics like what oh, am i gonna fine. do with a beach scent if i'm by the beach fine if you don't want to commit to a scent then you'll never make Mold it out. you're out so Mold we're dude, where, where <laughs> chris is going where who's going door to door uh, is yeah, there something different that you're doing, like any strategy or any anything that you've kind of hung your hat on? Uh, well, it's just it's similar in that it's relationship building. So most of my yeah. stuff comes from people reaching out to me um, and me just being kind of like tuned in and reaching out to people. Uh, I did get a deal today, knock on wood, that hopefully closed. Then an agent called me and he said, "Hey, this is a this is a weird deal." Um, you know, it, it was it's going to end up being um, subsidized, I guess, or is like a market cap on it. It's going to be affordable housing. That's very, very excited. Mm. It's going to be affordable housing. So I can only sell it for so much money. So you have to be comfortable with your numbers and all this other stuff. And he's like, Hey, I, I didn't really want to put this out there, but I think you're the guy that might be able to do this. And um, there's a decent spread on it, hopefully, but if something goes wrong and my numbers aren't right, I can't then raise the price of the screw. Yeah. Um, but that was a guy that I know, and I've talked to him a bunch of times, likes me, likes him. Uh, they get a, a decent amount of stuff that's like that, where people will just, uh, and that's over time now. So in the beginning, it wasn't like that at all. Yeah, you're networking. It's not like Hoover, you said earlier, BAM, right? <laughs> that sales methodology works across anything. It works where you are. It works over car sales, SaaS products. Like It doesn't really matter. It's always good to find out what the need or the pain is and then connect it to the solution. That's mm-hmm. pretty basic. But that's yeah, the other part. I'm oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say that's the other part is networking. You gotta like continue to build those relationships and keep them. You don't just work with somebody once and go, all right, great, and see you later. You have to like continually check in. I'm sure you do that, right? Like you're always sort of like that's your prospecting is like checking in with people and seeing what they're working on to see if you can get in the mix. Yeah, hundred percent. And just being easy to work with. That's the mm-hmm. other thing, is just people know that you're easy to work with. You're gonna do what you say you're gonna do. It goes a long way, especially when the market's weird. Um you know, yeah, and, you, and what I do too, it's like a little different because everybody, cause it's so, um, it's not like, it's not formal. So most of the time I'm not buying with an inspection. In fact, like I haven't had an inspection on a house in years. So they don't exist anymore. Just, yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, 
Um, so it's a different process. There's a level of trust there. Trust that yeah. like, I'm not going to go to the seller, like in the scenario I said before with the wholesaler and try to undercut the guy trying to make his spread. Um, you know, and that, that helps me feed me deals later. Yeah. The inspections are like an entry fee now, a lot of places anyway, around here. Like that's just like, get in, that's to get in the door. It's insane. Every market's different. How many different markets do we have? Is it literally, ge- is it, is it geographic or do you think there's like, this may not be answerable who maybe you have a better answer. How many different levels of markets do you think we have in terms of homes around the country? Oh, there's so many. It's It goes state by state and then it goes county by county. And then it goes the, the level of um, desirability in each city in that county. So one of the good measures for us is to see how Orlando, Jacksonville, um, South Florida are performing. And then we can tell, we, we know we're about two months from that number. So oh, no those, that's the barometer. Yeah, those houses are moving really quickly or if they're go, slowing down, then that's our indicator that we'll be slow in two months. You guys can tune into those numbers that much. So like who's running the analytics? Is that you just put it in a spreadsheet every month or? Uh, I, I do. I do it every morning. I look at the mortgage rates, look at uh, different numbers. Um, so it's part of my process in the morning when I get started just so I can talk to it if I get asked to buy sellers. Rick's guys yeah. are sending the CPI, all the prints right down to Hooves. So he's got them direct line <laughs> API plugged right in. Yeah. So, I kind of like, go ahead. Oh, Gibby. No, I was just going to say like things got crazy like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, it, and my understanding is because of the rates and I'm, I'm a novice to all this. Like it slowed down a little bit. Um, is, is there still a market where their buyers or, or people are looking to sell or people, I'm asking 17 different questions again, but are people looking to sell for more than they should be at this point? Because they saw a year and a half ago, um, has that normalized a little bit? Yeah. So I wrote about this, uh, last week actually for our area. And buyers are, are are very slow uh, right now. They have they can be patient, and sellers are thinking they can get over the moon prices for things. So really quickly, and let me just give you some some numbers because I know we all love those. Mm-hmm. Uh, listings in our area are up eighty six percent from this time Gosh. last year, and. Yeah. The sales price is down 12%, but the list price is up 20%. So So you have a a list price of going up 20. You have the sales price going down 12% from last year. And then you have 86% more listings in the area than this. So 86% more listings and those listings on average are going for 8% above average. No, they're going 3% below. or They're going way below. Way yeah. below last year's. It's going oh, inventory oh, up eighty six percent. Okay. Yeah. How is that? That is like, but that's that is very unique to there. This is this is typical right now for what's happening in Florida. It is my perspective, <laughs> excluding really. Orlando and Jacksonville and Miami. So nat- nationally, the inventory is historically low. It's mm-hmm. like the lowest it's ever yeah, been. Yeah, so people that, are like, stuck in, they're stuck in, more, not stuck, but they've got mortgages and nobody can yeah, buy yeah, it. They the don't want to go get another one. 3%, yep. like, what am I going to go sell for? I don't need to do this and right now, even if I want half. to. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And um, so it's been, I'm like, that it's up 
there that much is, is wild. That's great. I mean, like one thing that's happening here in Massachusetts is like it's at an equilibrium because while the rates are 7% and everything's crazy expensive, there's nothing on the market. Mm-hmm. So if you want a house, you just you pay. And that just yeah. is what it is. Um, the other thing that's happening too, and Uwe, I'll be interested in your take on this. The new construction and renovated homes are going for those are having no problem selling. Yep. Those go yep. right away. Anything that's just like, hey, I've been living in this thing for 15 years sits. Because those people buying the homes, the new builds, both have the flexibility to build what they want and get what they feel is fair value for the money they're spending. And they're not moving out of something else most times. They're buying that as like a home that doesn't require them to sell something else. So the first part of the equation is out for them in terms of giving up a really nice mortgage rate. Yeah. part Well, part is the builders have gotten good, like buying the rates down. So they'll help facilitate- they they just offer lower rates. So they'll go to so if I'm like Toll Brothers, one of the big builders, I'll work with the bank and say, hey, rates are at six. Can I buy these points down yeah. to five and make it more reasonable for my sellers? And I'll just bake that into my cost. Just moving houses. Yeah, but so who is that happening there? Like where the where the new builds are um, recently renovated is moving fast and getting close to market. Uh, new new builds are way better deals for buyers right now for multiple reasons. The first is those builders understand the market better than your average seller and real estate agent. So they mm-hmm. understand rather than increase your price of a list, you should reduce it to, to adjust with the mortgage rates. The second thing that happens and that is attractive to buyers is oftentimes builders are working with the lender so they can buy back points at the sale to reduce your, your monthly cost. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, other thing, I, I do want to fact check you, Muldoon. Sorry. Um, Ooh, th- I looked at the well, national average. This is healthy. Go. Act- this is good. Active, list- active listings are up 67% from this time last year. Oh, you're, you're, you're. We were so close. The deal was broken. We were at the five yard line, and then Muldoon had to make something up and he read the column on it. New listings are dead. You're going full Rick on me. I'm going to need a second. Went full Rick. He's pulled the rug right out. Unbelievable. The new listings are down 16%, but active listings are up nearly 70%. Muldoon, just apologize. It's easy. Oh, so that's like, okay. So fair enough. But touche. If new listings are down, then that means fewer people are listing their house. Mm. Like, there's more active listings. That. It, I mean, that's the more, only less people are. Yeah, buying. but that just means more less people are buying. Yeah, right. it so, automatically means that. Yes. Nice. Me, okay. It means prices are too high, so they need to come down. It, I would I would challenge everyone to do a mortgage calculator. It's it's fascinating. No, You'll no, see. Don't do it. It's depressing. I'm not going to do it, but it's like three percent on a difference on a mortgage rate. It's almost thirty three percent of your monthly cost. I have a house. Well, yeah, that you I don't. factor in the interest, of course. It's insane. It's nuts. I have a house house that I don't like. I'm, I finished the flip, and I I kind of wanted to keep it because um, it's a little, it's kind of a weird house. Never should have bought it, but um, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll <laughs> sounds hold like some this. of your trades. Fucking <laughs> 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 Ouch! Uh, <laughs> Are you sweating over there? <laughs> He's on the I played, I played I played basketball tonight. 
Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah, well, I'm playing tomorrow morning. You two, you two are a match made in heaven. I'm so glad we to put right. you together. Hey, how long do you think it'll take for us to get back to a world where, and can we? And if so, how long until we get back to Probably a world not. where rates are sitting in the threes again? Not happening. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah. if you, if you, another have pandemic, rates, maybe give me the forecast. Rates, give me the forecast. What do you, where does it end the year at? Yeah. Uh, they're at 6.99 today. I, I bet nice. they settle in the low fives. What you're oh, feeling, you think low Kevin? fives by the end of the year? 5.25. That'll get people if moving. Five, love yeah, it. if it's 5.25, then the market's going to boom. Everybody It'll wins. Boom. That's a perfect even ever Even Evergrande will win. Everybody's going to get a slice yeah. of that pie. <laughs> and those, you know, like, <laughs> I remember buying the first house that we bought, and it was like my dad, and we were at like 5.25 in 2000. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, but my dad was like, this is historically low. In 1970, we were paying 20%. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not 1970 anymore. Yeah. Um, e- eggs weren't $24 for four of them. Exactly. Things. Like, so, what do you want from me? All right. It's a give um, and take. Yeah. yeah so, so then you oh, fucking man, wheel them boomer. down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, though, anybody who was in a position to be able to acquire property during that time over the last handful of years where rates were like, some people have rates in the twos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were scooping properties up with those rates, you're to your point, Hoover. If you're, you know, the percentage is X more, you're paying 33% monthly. It's almost like you're saving that on the back end. If you ended up, obviously, it's inverse of it, but like it is such a change. It really does game change for you how much more capital you have to work with. It's not the, the mortgage rates adjust, uh, even if it adjusts as quarter of a percent, it changes things drastically, but the, the, the cost of like listing a house and selling a house doesn't change that quickly. Uh, yeah. When you're dealing with bigger numbers, there's a lot, there's a lot less wiggle room, I guess, to say. Yeah, that's fair. And so Muldoon, you, you mentioned a little bit about flipping. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear some of the experience with that, like how that has changed over the last five, six years or, or when you got into that a little bit. Um, I'd love yeah. to hear a little bit of the story there. Uh, yeah, flipping, it's like, you know, HGTV, there's a lot of... Tricks. Yeah, are, that's what I wanted to know. Are you yeah. Yeah, love you it or get you a show. Yeah, exactly. Um, flipping is hard. Uh, it's hard now. You have to make sure your numbers are good and you know what you're getting into and, and you're uh, underwriting, you know, 5 to 10% loss on your ARV after repair value. Um you know, okay. it's kind of how I'm looking at it right now and saying like, okay, if I buy this house today, I think it's worth, you know, 350,000. But in reality, like I have to be prepared for 330. And okay. if I'm wrong, then great. But that makes my deal flow pretty small. Um, so the process is, I don't know, it's, it's different for everybody. If you're a person who's doing, you know, one to two flips a year, you're going to be pretty hands-on and, and you might be in there painting and, and doing that kind of stuff, putting some sweat equity into it. And that, um, you know, and that's, that's great. Uh, now I'm, I'm kind of out of that and not, not doing that as much. Um, I'm still in there on some of it when it goes long and it's nice to have that skill set to be able to do a little bit and save some cash if it's going sideways. Um, you know, so I, I try to do about four of them a year right now. Uh, okay. That's my goal. That's my target for this year. It's four on the year. Do you mess with foreclosures or no? I fuck with everything. 
I was going to say, yeah, you're definitely in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Foreclosures. If, it's bolted, if like, it's bolted down to a foundation, Dune's in. If it's not and it's the right price, we'll just make it a land it's deal. It's on wheels. We'll <laughs> take that thing, too. <laughs> make it you a land deal. You're doing houseboats? <laughs> Gibby and I got a buddy with a houseboat. You think you might be able to find him a couple? You Wentworth, you set him up with some houseboats? Yeah, yeah. No, I've bought some stuff that even other flippers are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The, honestly, everything you're saying is exactly just describing how we manage our fantasy teams. It's all, we're, we're all like so ingrained there now. I've seen you do that. Yeah. Yeah. I have, you just go ahead. I was going to say, I have a funny houseboat story that happened today. I uh, I saw a houseboat. I called the guy who's who's trying to sell it. And then uh-huh. I was like, hey, do you need help selling this thing? And he goes, yes, actually. So then I, I quickly emailed Rob, our broker. Hey, can we even sell houseboats? And he goes, probably. Ha ha. And I go, sweet. Yeah, I can totally work with you. And then he writes back another email five minutes later. Probably not. And I was like, <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> Why not? Come on. Oh man. Do you even need a license to sell a houseboat? Like you could just go, it's somebody's you boat, do. right? You just you do. what? That's After a wild, wild research. West. I can't sell a houseboat. That's Rick's government getting what? in there and unbelievable. Like, right? Right? More, more, more red tape we don't need. Thanks a lot, Rick. Believable. Ridiculous. <laughs> Gibby, are we gonna ask Hoove our new closing question and Muldoon our old closing question? Or are you gonna yes. skip Hoove? Okay. I love it. Red Bulls. So, Muldoon. No, Celsius. Muldoon. Celsius. Muldoon. No, Celsius. Um, you're, you're driving around. <laughs> I don't know where in Mass. I'm assuming in the Lemonster area. Winchenden. Um, nothing there. Just a, just a gas station. Um, you're, you're driving out there. Where, or, or when you stop in the mobile station, you're pumping up gas and you, you have the click. Like, you, you can go inside and buy something um what's your desert island gas station snack if you're stopping the mobile it has to be yeah. something that you could get at a mobile station or an extra monitor or come yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna stop you because I, I don't know if you like i mentioned that i have a real estate portfolio i would never uh-huh. pump my own gas i, was gonna, I knew he was going there i knew he was going there. i didn't want to step on it because i knew he would go with it you delivered you delivered Thank you. Dude, mine's my. This is true. My weakness is uh, the the chips. Uh, who the fuck are those chips? Which like, ones? There's eat. a lot of brands. The Cape Cod. Yeah. Potato no, chips. No, yeah, Cape potato Cod's chips are, are good. Miss Vicky. Cape Cod shit. Miss Vicky's wow. good. And there's one other one that's uh, like Doritos. Lay's. So you you picked. Oh my god! Do you, you know what a chip like, is? You picked a flavor, but not a brand. Who you you're saying things like you're just naming Florida Pringles? things right now. Of course like, he, he, he botched he botched this kid's what got a beautiful Eagles? mind. He's he's flipping homes. He's moving homes. He's Ms. getting Ms. involved in deals, and he can't answer this question. You don't even know Ms. your chips. Vicky's barbecue chips is that salt vinegar too? Yeah, you know what? Those are, those are another... easy. You'll find those at Subway, but they don't always have them in the gas station. There's something about Vicky. No, I don't think she goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's why I go to the gas station. Like, I won't pull over the one that's, you know, a little run does it, down. And... Does it uh, excite you or disappoint you to know that Tarbell's answer is similar, but salt and vinegar? Same brand. Oh, yeah. No, I fuck with salt and vinegar, too. Yeah, okay. no. You guys are a lot. Yeah, doesn't that. love salt and vinegar. 
That's everyone's Idiot. favorite, isn't it? Idiots. No, Idiots. that's a new development for me in the last three really? years. Oh, oh, COVID, so probably. I think I got COVID and it changed my taste buds. Now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 Thanks so a lot. Thanks a lot, China. Thanks for so, the, who, I, I think you've already answered this question. If you haven't, apologies, but I Celsius. think on the World Cup one week, we flirted with this question. That's but a sponsor. That's a sponsor. We have a, we have a new one um, for you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm ready. I'm at a Publix. Band, popular band that is well-liked by the majority of people. We're all around our 40s, give or take. Worldwide. Right. Um, what band do you not like that is is generally perceived as very is an excellent band? Um, it's, not, it's not Celtic women. I can I'm, tell you that. I'm I'm Red Hot Chili Peppers for me. Oh, what a terrible answer! I hate I that know, answer. We're gonna talk about I, that. I later. just wanted to take the off. That's bad. Probably That's Lincoln bad. Park. It's not even like I this just, is our I, first fight. Lincoln Park. I respect them. I respect them. I just don't like them. Uh, the so Lincoln Park, it's Lincoln Park is is within that realm. Uh, anything country, I'm out. Everybody Didn't loves country. Die? I can't stand it. I think he died. Yeah, but that doesn't he mean who. Would've... I mean, I think that's a personal thing. Oh, so there's some litigation potentially. Yeah, like you. You just slandered a dead man. Yeah, he died, and then he slandered him. Yeah, Lincoln Park's a good answer. Lincoln Park's a good answer. Yeah, Muldoon, you got one. Uh, no, actually, I don't. Okay, I like all. While you're thinking, my favorite band is Tool. Yeah, your favorite band is Tool. Tool, huge Tool. I never. I think Rick's that a lines up. guy. That lines up too. Like unresolved anger issues for. Uh-huh. Both <laughs> I just bottle it. Right. That's all I do. Gibby, Gibby, that question's said, yeah. got spice. This little A-B test we ran here. Went really right. well. yeah, I didn't no, like your answer. First, this is our first, you know, um, go at it. So, yeah. Uh, right. okay. yeah, we're we're testing this one out. Um, and we'll do it in, in who I, I appreciate you. <laughs> You know what I did? You got one. This is this is not the answer to the question, but I no, I did see. uh, I was scrolling through Reddit the other day. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Looking for some gorillas. Yeah, Yeah, probably porn, but gorillas too. And then, uh, (laughs) and then I stumbled on like next fucking level, and I saw Metallica playing in the Soviet Union in 1989. I saw that. uh, 1.6 million people. It was, and all of a sudden I was like, do I like Metallica? Which was never a band I was into, but I was like, "This." But that's really, not like, a hit. You know, that actually says that it's the opposite. You, you're they definitely opposite. don't. Yeah. Okay. That's what you're I'm right. saying. Like, I couldn't answer. I have an open mind. All my opinions are very fluid. Man, <laughs> what a renaissance, man! It's been great to <laughs> have you to learn about all these things you're great at, other than naming chip, <laughs> chip brands. No big deal. <laughs> Your favorite chip brand. Trying to pretend like you're not fat like us. We're out. on to you. We're on to you. All right. It's yeah, not I working. I played basketball tonight. <laughs> Did I tell you guys I worked out? I showed you my gym earlier. <laughs> Everything's cool. <going Yeah>. <laughs> you got some cardio in. You better, um, hope, you better hope Tarball doesn't make it all the way through this episode. You're going to get cut. Yeah. So we, I put we've got some – we, we've just gotten through the, the NFL uh, combine. Mm. Who I I have heard through the grapevine you're, you're a fan of the NFL draft. Just a bit. Um, I don't know if the same is true for you, Muldoon. Oh, anyone yeah. that it's stood a, out, any anyone that you're like, oh, oh my gosh, whether it's the Patriots or whoever your favorite team prospect that you love. 
He goes by the name of AR-15. Oh, you're in. Now, I feel like this is a newer development for you. Did this just turn at the combine, or were you always there? No, he was was, talking about him last week. I was there pre. Okay, but you weren't pre-me. Yeah, but then you Muldoon actually can, so, Muldoon can attest to that. I've been in, I had I've a been moment of strain for a long faith. time. It, it's Anthony Richardson. He's he's going to be crazy. He's either going to be crazy good or really bad, and you're going to find out. What do you yeah, What do you make of him? What do you make of him being absolutely terrible as a football player last year? Uh, I mean, there's I'm elite, not a, there's elite quarterbacks in the NFL right Most. now that have that same profile that have done just fine, from what I'm told. Texas Tech was awful with Mahomes. Uh, yeah, but he was still good. That was probably Cliff's fault, though. He turned out to be a fraud. I watched his Richardson's film. It's actually more. It's better than you'd think. His throwing motion's weird. I don't love it, but other his uh, he's good. his pocket presence, strangely yeah. enough, is really good for somebody who completed like twenty two percent of his passes last year. So it's all everything is just. A, I have no idea. What He'll hang do. in the pocket. He'll take hits. He's big enough he, to be able he's, to. He's a one hundred percent. He's not going to take the hit. He's just going to. He invites. He's like a. He's just mobile quarterback. So he invites the pressure and then evades it and either he's scrambles bigger or than it. he's bigger than Cam Newton was. Well, I was just going to say Cam. I think is kind of his floor. I don't think he's going to be worse than probably. Cam. Yeah, because what if even Cam, like yeah. good Cam, not oh. MVP Cam, but sure, um, not Pat's Cam, but not mad. MVP Cam. Right. Yeah, I'm not. But I think so, the ceiling's Josh Allen. It's probably Cam, higher. Cam, when he was in college, led a shitty Auburn team to yep. the national championship, and yep. the Gators finished six and seven. So, yeah, I know, but we talk about quarterback. That's not a good argument. Too. We don't. You don't. You're not a quarterback wins guy. You're not a quarterback win. You don't plant your flag there. Okay, the it's, it's my biggest team, concern with them. The entire team functioned around Cam now, being great. Like, but who does your answer change? I don't know. Everything we've been talking about is through the lens of our dynasty league. Does it change for like the pro? Same thing. Do you have? Would you, so no. Lance and if Lance and Ar were in the same draft together this year, who are you taking? Ar. No. Easy. God, you said that. The, uh, okay, Lance, real Lance quick. created his podcast. I had to plug him. Oh, yeah, Trey Lance is is the reason this podcast exists. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. My my reasoning for for liking Anthony Richardson so much is you're going to know if you have someone great or not. And I love guys like that because if you're yeah. dilly down around guys who are sub average, then you're just spinning your wheels. It's a fun bet. It's a it's a fun bet, and you bet on the upside because honestly, that's not not. And I hate to take to say this, but I have to agree with you, and it hurts. But betting on the upside is always the better play. So, who, why did why did you send me that fucking bullshit offer instead of Uh-oh. sending a real offer? If it's like, oh, I love this guy, I can get him. And then, and you, why haven't you, you sent me a proper offer for one point two? Like, why go for the medium when you can get the large? Where's my offer? Because I, this is, I, I, this is not I have good a podcast feeling I know what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, we, we went off the rails. <laughs> no, not that part. Yeah, going off the rails is totally fine, but he's fucking yeah. overstepping me, and he's try- I'm trying to trade, and he's shitting on my trades and trying to angle in there. Well, because it's impolite. where I belong. As the alpha of this show, he's the right now, I'm the guy. I got to be able to make sure I get on top of you. All right? I see what you're doing. I'm on to you. Alpha is like the power <laughs> bottom, right? <laughs> In this scenario, <laughs> oh, this is our best work. This is our best work in a while. I knew it. I had a feeling. I had a and feeling. I thought it was. So what's your, yeah. what's your official take on uh, Bryce Young? Oh, I don't love him. He's, he's in. He's all in. He's, because he's tiny. Uh, he's just not fast enough to, to make up the difference 
in size. If it's anything, slippery. he's going to be like Russell Wilson. Oh, so. Oh, no. Well, Russell ran more. And he was thick. Mm-hmm. Russell's thick. Um, I, I sent Matt my uh, my Bryce Young comp today. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what do you got? It's a good, it's a good one. It's a, it's a good one. It's Johnny a good one. Manziel's body with um, Drew Brees' processing an arm. And you like talk. Frankenstein people, don't you? Yeah, I'm Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Well, why wouldn't you just be Drew Brees then? Yeah, because Drew Brees is short, but he wasn't mobile. He was thick. He wasn't like as mobile as Manziel, which might actually get Bryce Young into more trouble. Being but Manziel didn't work the pocket at all. Manziel did. He was out. He was one. I mean, he he was just a lunatic and drunk. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. That hurts the game. Yeah, it hurts the game. But he he would admit. I think he'd admit to that. Yeah, Um, (laughs) very big of him. I I think I think Bryce Young I. I see. I know it's an outlier. I'm very high on him. You I, could plant a flag anywhere with no these way guys. He fails. I, the, the only guy you can't really plant a flag on out of these top quarterbacks is Levis, because I think we all kind of know what the outcome is going to be there ultimately at the end. Yeah, uh, just up with a good, I, I'm a fan increasingly of betting on the landing spot for quarterbacks, sure. uh, unless they have an elite talent. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, well, Andrew Luck was going to land anywhere and be okay. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen was not, and he sucked until uh, Dayball got a hold of him. Dayball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something. There's something to love. I was telling Jesse earlier today. There's something to love about all the guys at the top of this draft. So it's going to be fun because last year was just boring. We knew all those guys stunk. They had, yeah. we had good receive. We thought they were good receivers, but we weren't sure. We knew quarterback was gross, and we knew there were two running backs, and that was kind of it. Yeah, I don't know. Last year's draft ended up being pretty decent. Yeah, because you drafted all those receivers, and now you've traded them all, so you can move on from that fact. Because this will end up being a deeper draft. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like the running backs. I don't like the running backs as much as I thought I was going to. But there's four quarterbacks in this draft who all have a higher shot at hitting than the number one quarterback from the last draft. Yeah, that's true. I think Pickett will be okay. Yeah, It'd be like a. Uh, a uh, discount bargain bin, Kirk Cousins, David Carr. Yeah, yeah. David Carr, yeah. That's yeah, something totally to aspire fine. to. The upside who's looking for. <laughs> I mean, Young's, to go back to Young real quick, I think he's a safe play. Like, he's definitely the third best quarterback in my opinion. I, I think that's Wait, so accurate. hold on. If he's the third best quarterback, but the safest play, wouldn't he then be the first quarterback? If you want someone who's safe, I'm talking upside. He's right. So I think Stroud is, the G- Stroud is the safest. Yeah, that's fair. Richardson has Stroud, the highest. Upside. I think Stroud's going to be great. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to what? He's going to be great. Yeah, he's awesome. He won't fail. Do you, do you think that there's anything to the uh, Ohio State argument where you're just always throwing to the best receivers and your coach is awesome? Still got to hit them. Still got to put the ball on those guys. You still got to navigate. Know, we've the... seen Fields like they like, got a great. Like, he can't process shit. And he used I don't to know be... who that guy is. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Fields guy. Uh, yeah, I was I was very pro Fields over Mac. What are you going to offer now? Now that you don't have Murray anymore, I'm good. I'm good okay. with Burrow. My my QBs are settled. No, it's so, it but that's the other thing. Who where it's like now mm-hmm. you have Burrow doesn't run. So if you look at like the top five QBs, it would be mm-hmm. what Mahomes who doesn't run, Bro who doesn't really run. Alan I think it's I think we're officially Alan. at the point where the Konami code isn't really we're we're phasing out of it. I think we're not. I don't think. Oh, it's you okay. think so? 
Yeah, just uh, I, like, uh, I disagree, but I don't know. There's not as many of those guys now, and the correlation, you know, you can win with guys that don't move around. You, I mean, Mahomes isn't. Well, it's always really been true mobile. with. Uh, you just need an elite actual quarterback like yeah. Rodgers and Brady used to be. Yeah. And, uh, Is he coming Breeze. back? Is that real? Is Brady really going to? He can't come back. I saw. Hey, that are you in on this? I haven't seen anything today. Your boy um, Peter King is talking about Brady coming back. Oh, God, he's Rich Basakia. Yeah, but he Basakia you, exactly. <laughs> Special teams coach. Uh, yep. I We can't have that. I think everybody, we, we're all in agreement that it's time to, we can't. I don't, he's not coming back. That's just. No, Miami I, stuff, the Miami stuff is spicy, though, because they tr- they tried to do that. That's why Miami doesn't have a pick. It was yeah, because well, of that. I mean, Brady's whole thing was, right, like, if he was going to come back, it was going to, or before it was going to be to play with Sean Payton. Um, oh, I didn't know. Uh, like that, that was true. kind of a package deal with Miami. Yeah, but now Mike McDaniel, like you see a year of Mike McDaniel's like, oh, that guy's good. McDaniel's really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. I, you know, San Fran, I think is going to roll Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. And we're going to have the same discussion, Maddie, about Trey Lance. Um, I've been having it with Hoover for four September. months. So why not? Right. I'm, I'm all in Hoover. It's I'll not going to end well for anybody who's who's backing Purdy. Unfortunately, I just got to get out in front of this. Like the injury he backing suffered. Purdy. Oh, he's done. He's, yeah. He both already had out. a noodle. Yeah, they both stink. He already had a noodle yeah. arm, and now his arm doesn't work at all, and it's not going to work again for nine months. Like he's got no yeah. shot at winning that job. No. The he only hope play. for San Fran is to uh, sign Baker and just ride elite. him. Uh, elite, yeah. elite <laughs> quarterback. Big. I mean, tall. does it matter if you have Kyle Shanahan? Like it, it, you that's know, my point. He's the best. That's Hoover's whole platform. Um, is he'll yeah, he's in with Shanahan. Um, thousand percent. Everyone, uh, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> we, We're gonna come on. back to this. We're gonna come back to some. <laughs> we of this are gonna come back into to a lot of draft talk to do. Yeah, um, yeah. But we are gonna um talk about Russell Wilson idea. as comeback player of the year for twenty twenty four. Do we have other <laughs> odds? What are the odds? Oh, they can't be. Find out in four days. I'll tell you that much. I know. I can't wait. Oh, so (laughs) this is, I know we try to shut it down. How much money are you guys going to put into your DraftKings or six, seven, 10, 12, 13,000 at least minimum? (laughs) Can you put a side account for me? 13 figures, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Who, if you want me to slice you in? All for comeback player of the year, coach of the year. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Those those futures bets are a lot of fun to like plant the flag, but like waiting to see if you hit on it for all that time is really hard for somebody like me. Win totals are are win totals though. Win totals are the best bets to make. Yeah. Aren't they just go under? You go under on all basically. I bet if you go under, you probably win. Yeah. It's that's that's one of the keys. We got to get you guys back. Um, we'll do get out of here. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing some of your stories. Thanks for hanging out. We went off the rails a little bit, but we rolled the, I am rolled the really glad. Oh, yeah. Go um, buy go buy real estate. We should have talked about you guys and what you guys are doing with real estate in your portfolio. A coaching session. We can coach it. you up. Buy it, Muldoon. <laughs> All of it. Any of it I can buy get. the dip. everything. I'm yeah, buying the dip. I'm buying the dip. bump. I'm buying it all. All right. Diamond hands. It's a good time. The best time to buy is going to be this summer. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. <laughs> Always Boys. making you money on one night in Pinehurst. Boys, great work. You delivered. You made me proud. You made me proud. 
And you know how every podcast ends with like, this is an advice. Like I'm not a money manager. <laughs> and we knew that already. That's not what beginning. we're doing. It's not what we we're doing. We preface the, the podcast with it. Don't listen <laughs> no, to these guys at all. We'll put that in in, in post. We're going to put it in in the front. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yep. Thank you.